0: Hi, I'm Kevin Alves with Big Talk Podcasts. I believe that everyone needs to treat themselves for a job well done. Whether it's surviving a workday jam-packed with mind-numbing meetings, or that five-mile bike ride down the lake with your friends, nothing says, I fucking crushed this like a delicious cold beer. And there's no finer place to treat yourself than Chicago's northernmost taproom, Howard Street Brewing. Just steps from the Howard Street Red Line, Howard Street Brewing offers a cozy 37-seat taproom that's perfect for catching up with old friends or making some new ones. And don't let their one-barrel system fool you. It's perfectly pumping out a rotating menu of amazing beers like Roger's Proud Pale Ale, the Better Late Than Never Pilsner, and the This Is What Happens, Larry, Belgian Saison. Not sure what to try? Get a flight. Try them all. Like that beer and want some for the after party? Grab a few growlers for the road. You want some sweet merch with your beers? They've got hats and t-shirts ready for you, too. So if you're in Chicago or planning a trip to Chicago, be sure to check out Howard Street Brewing. Open Tuesday through Sunday. No cash, cards only. Oh, and did I mention that there's entertainment every Tuesday night and trivia every Wednesday night? Oh, 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 and did I mention that you can have food from all the local spots delivered right to your table? Oh, 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 and did I mention that they're pet-friendly? This place is the shit. So check out Howard Street Brewing, located at 1617 West Howard Street in Chicago and at howardstreetbrewing.com. Be sure to tell them Big Talk sent ya.
1: Dylan and I have been friends for about 20 years. We went to high school together. We went to college together. We moved to Chicago. We got married. We had kids. Well, not with each other. We have separate families. But now we get together and we talk about what those kids are watching. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is the one that I'll tell my family maybe don't listen to
2: maybe don't listen to this yeah yeah, yeah i fair. know i'm the one fair in charge enough. of
1: yeah. editing it and i could just cut <laughs> it out but you know what do you gotta lose
2: yeah,
1: yeah it's a bit yeah family connection <laughs> yeah it's love fine. and respect yeah, of the no people biggie. closest
2: to you in your life yeah. <laughs> you know nothing yeah, tangible
0: <laughs> everybody's got a little thing to say about the stuff they love pop culture rebel and man are gonna teach their dads fill and fill and if if they're willing to hop on pop culture, hop on pop culture, hop on pop culture now. A couple old friends are gonna ask the kids about books and movies and TV shows, and those two guys might open their eyes and see it's all just a big surprise. They're, they're gonna on. hop on pop culture, yeah, they they're gonna hop on.
1: Merry Christmas, Dylan.
2: Merry Christmas, Phil. Or should we say Happy Holidays?
1: We can say whatever you want. I'm cool with either. Because <laughs> the thing is,
2: right. I'm not a dick who believes there's a war on Christmas. I'm a little bit of a humbug when it comes to Christmas, just in general. So why I... are you a humbug, Dylan?
1: You're like a oh, you're a very like I loving know. person in general year round. It's, it's one so of those things why where, why like... by
2: Christmas. Well, part of it is that my birthday is in December. So, oh, shit.
1: when's your birthday? How did I? Now I know it. So, I've known you uh... for 20 years. Now I know your birthday. <laughs>
2: it's fine. I don't, I try. I, yeah, it is what it is. But it, when I moved to Chicago and started working downtown, it just became a miserable experience for me to be downtown during the holidays because you have all these pedestrians that are just out like looking up at the skyscrapers and like, Oh no, oh look at the pretty lights and then just walking through people who are trying to get home and I'm like just stop move to the side <laughs> go go
1: gawk we Let need me a gawking
2: lane exactly exactly instead of the bike lane we need the gawkers lane for christmas time so honestly that's kind of how it started you were you were right to be like
1: Bah, humbug to describe yourself because that's exactly what Scrooge does, and yeah, he works downtown and he has to go through all these people exactly, he hates it. No, exactly. Out because of well, Christmas. Oh, I hate and,
2: Christmas now, uh, honestly. That's that's the reason I started thinking about it because I was I would work on Christmas Carol at the show out in the burbs for like years, and I, I would start to relate to Scrooge. I'm like, yeah, I'm just a humbug when it comes to this holiday, but that being said. This year, pulling out the Christmas decorations today in November is very rare for me. Ever since Amy and I got married, I have always been like, OK, not doing anything until after my birthday. Birthday comes first. But this year, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to embrace the Christmas spirit and see what happens. You yeah, know,
1: we put it up like right after Thanksgiving, but I think it's mostly about, you know, trying to avoid seasonal
2: depression. Yeah. Yeah. Also fair. <laughs> My mother-in-law called today and asked if we wanted some of the solar-powered Christmas lights. Have you heard of those at all?
1: No, but I mean, I can put it together with context yeah, exactly. clues. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah. because I watched Story Lords as a kid. Ah, so shout out go. to, what was it, UW Stout or something? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> we decorated yeah. inside the house, too. That was nice. We put the tree nice. up today. Yeah. 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 The, the I, kiddo had to yeah. go around and put all the ornaments up, but she's only like, oh, you course. know, Little over three feet tall, so the yeah. bottom half of the tree is much more decorated than the top. Than half. the top, yeah. But do, I figure do, that's do, just we, what it's like having a kid, right? Oh yeah. You yeah, watched any? Are... You watched any Christmas stuff with Mal? What what kind of Christmas traditions you guys got in the realm of media on which we're supposed to be talking?
2: Well, we're we're trying some new stuff this year because in years past he you know we would put something on and he just wasn't paying attention to it you know he was like I mean, one or it, two it, it right is, exactly exactly the one thing that he kind of glommed onto to last year was the Muppet Christmas Carol Ooh, uh, which good choice I Mal.
1: love I love it's my favorite Christmas Carol it goes Muppet me Christmas too. Carol Klingon Christmas Carol um yeah and then I don't really <laughs> have a preference <laughs> and then that. anything else yeah yeah no the book I guess is number three for me <laughs> yeah I suppose
2: yeah but it's great because Michael Caine is amazing in it. I mean, he's an incredible Scrooge. And the fact that he does Scrooge during the Muppets is incredible. And he's, I mean, it, it, after seeing a bunch of these other Muppet movies where the actors really can't act with Muppets, it is still so refreshing to see a professional actor converse with a Muppet and make it seem realistic. I read that
1: he said he would accept the role of Scrooge in the Muppet Christmas Carol, but only if he was allowed to play it completely straight, like some royal theater in London. Yeah, and the the director Brian Hansen, said, "Yes, please. That's exactly yeah. what we want." And yeah, yeah he absolutely crushed it, it. He, he, he is he my favorite it.
2: Scrooge. Absolutely. I mean, it's hard to not love him. But this they year, finally,
1: they restored the song that they cut from yes, those versions. Yeah, they cut the I'm song. Very excited. Uh, because yeah. they thought that it would test poorly with young boys who would get with, you know, exactly. disinterested in it. But the way that they cut it, Rizzo and Gonzo are having such a huge emotional reaction at the end of the scene yeah. that without the song, it makes no it, sense. It doesn't make
2: any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I'm very excited to see the restored cut. I think it's but the one that's streaming I, I on know. Disney+. Plus. Yeah, it is. For whatever reason, Mal has become obsessed with Charlie Brown okay uh, so, yeah, it's a
1: weird choice for anyone i think of it, you it know, no it, matter what it age. is
2: but like i mean you no yeah, offense to charles schultz but
1: i just i just no, don't get it no. i tried watching a peanuts movie with rebel where they yeah. like go on some sort of big adventure they're on a bus they're yeah. going cross-country snoopy has a motorcycle a chopper that he's yeah, riding exactly. with woodstock like,
2: and it was so boring yeah that's the thing so like i've started wearing these slippers because Charlie Brown slippers. Dylan uh, is holding up a beautiful Charlie Brown
1: <laughs> slipper. It looks very comfortable. It has oh, the entire Peanuts gang painted on one foot and a little puffy Peanuts it's clouds.
2: Great. Yeah. Halloween this year, just we were like, oh, let's play the Great Pumpkin. You know, it's a classic. So we played it. Great it Pumpkin's good. I don't a, want to trash yeah. Great Pumpkin. But a lot of the yeah. other
1: Peanuts stuff, it's like, why? Well,
2: and that's what we found. So like after after Halloween was over, we're like, well, there's a Thanksgiving one. Let's try that. <laughs> and he became obsessed with this Thanksgiving one. So now we try to go back and watch the Christmas one, which I still like, and he he doesn't like it as much because if it's possible, even less happens in the Christmas one than happens in Great yeah. Pumpkin or the Thanksgiving. Like, there's not there's not a whole lot to it. I the mean, plot is that ask... Charlie
1: Brown is sad and people don't appreciate the effort that he's putting in, and yeah. then.
2: Well, they say, they, "Hey,
1: it's okay. The shit job that you did is fine by us." Yeah. And... Well,
2: on top of it, though, they ask him to be the director, and then they don't like the job he's doing. So then they shit on him. I wonder why like... you like this particular. I know. See, I, yeah, exactly. Right. As I was sitting there you watching it don't with Don't see him... yourself in it at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Who's, who's People love Lucy? me. Who hurt you? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> People love me, Phil. People love me when yes, I direct. Yes,
0: yes.
1: Two yeah. counts as people <laughs> instead of person. You were right. You were right. Yes, exactly. We wound up watching a weird thing. I, I I think there's like two, maybe three movies called Prep and Landing.
0: Prep I think is what it's landing. called,
1: Prep and Landing. And it's about this elf at Santa's Workshop. And they're like their whole elf society is like super high tech. They're like doing halo drops from the sleigh okay. to like scout kids' houses and stuff like that. Yeah. And it follows this one elf whose job it is to is to go in and make sure that the place is safe for Santa. And he gets yeah. passed up for a promotion, and he gets like really bitter and angry. And then he has to train up a rookie to do his job, and he just gives up. And like wait, the kid. So- he has to train his replacement. Him. No, he's not training his replacement. He's training a new partner. He thought he was going to get a promotion uh, and he got passed up and he's really angry that he got passed up for it. And he's yeah. like, you, Santa. I'm going to eat your cookies. And then he like, you know, because he's not paying attention to his job because he's so angry mm-hmm. about it sets off this whole situation where the kid becomes like aware of the elves and Santa and you know Santa you know you're not gonna be able to land here the weather's too bad no we have to help Santa we're gonna send up a flare or something like it's it's nonsense it's absolute nonsense and then at the end the elf who got passed up for the promotion goes to Santa's office and Santa's like oh you're angry you didn't get this promotion that you deserve right Mm -hmm. well maybe I had a plan the whole time it's like you didn't better him you didn't. Okay. You didn't help him. You just. You're just asking us to have blind faith in you, Santa. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it... Rebel found it, and she's she made us watch it yeah. last Christmas season a lot. We haven't had to watch it this Christmas season nice. yet. But we're. I'm trying to introduce her to new stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. But she only wants cartoons, and I can only think of a handful of mm-hmm. Christmas cartoons that I particularly yeah. care for. Yeah. Exactly.
2: What, what oh. Christmas cartoons do you like? So. Well, I just thought of this. So Mal loves Batman, but he loves the old Adam West 1960s camp Batman. I love that, too. I do, too. I'd be a little weirded out, though, if his favorite um, Batman
1: was like Frank Miller's Dark Knight or something like that.
2: (laughs) Mal is secretly a huge fan of Bruno,
1: and Dylan really needs to talk to him about it.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But the other two days ago, we watched the the cartoon, the the Batman animated series, the Christmas episode of that, where Joker escapes from prison. And it's the one where Mark Hamill sings, Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, Robin laid an egg. The Batmobile was that from lost that or the was,
1: did that come before I don't know. that?
2: I, I was trying to figure it out, but I only remember starting to sing it after seeing that episode so my thought is that that episode probably did it because I don't Maybe. know why else you know it's an
1: interesting point of trivia that I'm not going to bother chasing
2: we watched that the other day and he liked it but then at the end of the episode he was like can we watch the other Batman so I turned back to the 1960s you just show uh, them
1: episodes do they have a Christmas episode of they don't Batman have a West Christmas. Batman
2: I I looked for it they don't have a Christmas episode they don't really they have any holiday episodes for that. So. I think it's so cute that Mel likes that. Yeah, it's, you know, it's one of those things where, like, I mean, he dressed up for Batman for Halloween because he likes that. So, you know, he he has specific things that he likes about it. Like he, he, what's her name? Who plays Catwoman, Julie Newmar. Yeah, uh, that's Julie right, Newmar, Julie Newmar. Loves her as Catwoman, but also loves the Joker, loves Penguin. And then there's a very specific episode where King Tut- I know that, I know that episode. Yeah and this he like, loves has to do that.
1: the triangle eye dance right yeah yeah and he's like, and like he adam just west just like wrapped in the that. tiny like blue batman yeah cape exactly. and he like throws it open and he
2: throws it yeah the I bat touche that. or whatever it's called yeah and he just loves he loves that he calls it the elephant episode and he always wants to watch the elephant episode of batman so and i'm trying to do more because there's some really great villains in there like vincent price played a recurring villain Eggman, oh, right. which is just creepy and weird and and we just skip over the racist episodes because there are some racist episodes of oh, no. that show you know where it's like oh, yeah, that is that is a, a white person playing an indigenous person you showed rebel a lot of cartoons have you showed rebel any like live-action things
1: I tried watching elf with her the other day. Yeah. And I love Elf. Elf is too. such a good... I watched a great documentary on Elf. Yeah. I think it's on Netflix. I think it's part of the movies yeah. that made us. Yeah, exactly. There's a I whole Christmas section of those, and those are fantastic. Like, when Will Ferrell as Buddy is in the North Pole, and he's in yeah. that school, that's not CGI. There's no... Cam- it's yeah. just forced perspective. Exactly. It's just that much closer to the camera yeah. than the kids are, and the way everything's painted exactly. is just so seamless.
2: Yeah. But I absolutely that's... love... All but of John, the things that they did there. John Favreau's a genius. So like absolutely. First, and this was
1: one of his this was one of his first movies. It's one of his films. first movies. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
2: Exactly. And it's brilliant. It's a brilliant Christmas movie. So how did, did Rebel take to it? Did she like
1: uh, No, she she wanted mm. to stop and play Luigi's Mansion 3 on the Switch. Ah, so. Okay. We let her. Yeah. We let her do that. She's getting pretty yeah. good at video games. I'll admit. It. Yeah, well, that's good. There is yeah. one Christmas movie that. I mean, it's Christmas. It's kind of yeah, Christmas. adjacent. It's yeah. not good. Yeah, it's Christmas adjacent. That's a very Santa Claus is a character, but it's not about his holiday specifically. Okay. It's called Rise of the Guardians. Yes. yes Are you? Yes, you're yes, aware yes, of
2: this too? I see. I've I've never seen this. It's oh, I know nothing dude. about it except it's like about this the super. Well, let me guess. Let me guess what this is about. Yeah, go it, ahead. Take a stab. It, you know, Rise is, of the Guardians is what it's called. Do you so want any other, any other are... context, any other clues? <laughs> no, I because I remember the poster. Oh, yeah. Uh, so you the, even the Guardians That's are good. like the Guardians are all the famous creatures, magical people from the different holidays like the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy and all that kind of stuff. And they are the Guardians of something. I whatever, the holidays or magic or whatever. That's the extent of my knowledge. It's about them. I'm assuming there's like a war on Christmas or some... You're assuming like there's that. a war on Christmas. Yeah, I'm just a, anytime... Christmas anytime I is being don't singled know, out. Yeah, you don't know. I mean, you know, it could... Who knows? It could be created by some conservative person with like, oh, yeah, we gotta make a movie about the war on Christmas or whatever. So, that's that's what I know.
1: All right, I like your guess. <laughs> You're not okay. too far off. Rise of the Guardians is the name of the movie. Okay. Um, they name it in such a way, like, oh, we maybe there will be another Guardians movie. I don't think there
2: yeah. be another Guardians. Yeah, of movie. course not. Yeah,
1: we'll start with our main character, Jack mm-hmm. Frost, voiced by Chris Pine. Okay, Chris Pine's okay. got a lovely voice, man. Like, I love, I love how yeah. he sounds as Kirk. Yeah, I could, I could listen to this guy talk during a movie. Yeah, yeah. But Jack yeah, Frost, he's the movie starts from his perspective. He's Underwater, everything's dark, and then he rises through the water into the air and looks at the moon. And apparently, telepathically, the moon tells him, Your name is Jack Frost. And then he has literally no other memory or context of the world that he suddenly finds himself in. Cool. And he realizes that no other person, he's a human, you know, he looks human. He's just very pale and (laughs) white hair and, and everything. And he starts realizing that no one can see him or hear him. No one can touch him. They all pass through him. And Mm -hmm. he has magical ice powers and he can fly on the wind. And so the, the rest of the movie summed up is this. Jack Frost is a loner. Very few people know his name or believe in him. And because no one believes in him, he is not tangible to this world. You have to have people believe in you to become tangible if you're one of these special class of humanoids. God, I, don't I don't know exactly what they are. We learn that they appear to have been something. people at some point, and then the moon okay. chose them to fulfill some sort of special role. Uh, there is a Russian sounding Santa Claus. Okay. And he is voiced by Alec Baldwin.
2: Ugh. Ugh.
1: And he is like he is like the strongest, <laughs> he is the most gregarious, he is the oh, most boy. powerful, beloved, he is the default leader of this guardians group. Because you knows he's fucking Santa. Uh, and delicate. then you were right. They've got the yeah. Easter Bunny. You want to take a guess who voices the Easter
2: Bunny? Who could it be? Easter Bunny, Easter Bunny, Easter Bunny. Well, let me ask this. Is it someone famous?
1: Oh, yeah. They're all famous. It's, yeah. a, it's an They're all-star all cast. Okay. The voice talent so, of this movie is better than what everything else about the movie is.
2: Okay. All right. Is it is it Matthew McConaughey?
1: No, it's Hugh
2: Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Hugh Jackman, Jackman. and and not in the
1: Easter Bunny is an Australian humanoid rabbit who is six feet tall and fights with boomerangs. All right,
2: cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, he taps his foot on the ground Uh, and it dissolves
1: into a hole that leads into an underground series of tunnels, and he uses that to travel the world at almost the speed of light.
2: Okay, serious question. Yeah,
1: keep going. What
2: what? Were the writers of this movie on when I don't they know, wrote this? Man, there because is a much I, better I would podcast like
1: than this, and it's called "How Did This Get Made?" And uh, I yes, would love for them to do an episode of that.
2: Yeah, yeah. All right, Let... now we're moving on to
1: the Tooth Fairy because the Tooth Fairy <laughs> the is Tooth a, Fairy. The, of course, the character design of the Tooth Fairy is so weird. Yeah, it, she's like a hummingbird. Kind okay. Of? Well, I kind of get that. I've always yeah, kind of pictured I mean, her as a hummingbird. hummingbird yeah. teeth, but when I think of like hummingbird and teeth, I don't associate them normally. Yeah, when I'm forced yeah. to associate them, all I so, can imagine are hummingbirds drinking like the excess sugar out of cavities. Yeah. The tooth fairy the, has an army of little fairies that she sends out into the field, which is Earth, to collect teeth it, and then bring it. them back uh, to her. Bad. And they leave a little gift or something. No, it's, not so, always, it's not always a quarter. H- who do you think voices the tooth fairy? Oh gosh!
2: When was the? When did this come out? Twenty twelve ish. I want to say twenty twelve. Okay. It could be. Uh, Mindy Kaling.
1: No, that would have been lovely. No, Isla Fisher. Yeah, that. Oh, okay. Isla Fisher is the tooth fairy. All right. Okay. Uh, and then you got the Sandman. Okay. When it's like, here's my first complaint. First wait, wait, of all, about the Sandman. Yeah, exactly. Like every, all the kids know about the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus yeah. and the Tooth Fairy. The Sandman is not a very popular. Children's like you know holiday hero, not right now. There's not a particular. Is there a
2: particular holiday? It's not a holiday. No, it's it's not a holiday. It's 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 just a Mister.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's weird, and there's no voice actor for this character. He doesn't um, speak at all. He's entirely mute. He just mimes and does magic like he's Q from Star Trek to manifest whatever he wants to communicate. I mean, come on. Um, Yeah. Am I missing anyone from their super team? I mean, feels like it's about it. Now, it, here's the villain. The villain is played by Jude Law. Uh, and I'm going to say Judy. the villain's name okay. the way Jude Law says it. All right. He is the Boogeyman. Okay. the
2: Boogeyman. I was secretly hoping for a Krampus. Oh uh, my
1: god, Krampus but... would have been so much better, but no, he's the yeah. Boogeyman. And he's the figured boo-gy-man. out a way to infect Sandman's dreams and make children believe in him and give him power. And then he oh, somehow man. manages to make it so that Every child in the world except for one stops believing in Santa Claus. Okay. Santa's powers, like, all but disappear and stop.
2: Because and it, Santa, it, it's Santa's real
1: That was a beautiful visual. I will describe it. The entire back <laughs> wall behind Dylan just fell down to reveal his basement laundry room.
2: Temporary. Just collapsed
1: casually behind him. <laughs> it was great perfect unlike sure. the guardians the rise of the guardians it's not a super <laughs> solid movie <laughs> i don't recommend it but i've seen it 3 times now front to uh, end
2: yeah i i will most likely never see that movie <laughs> despite the voice cast being wonderful i uh, yeah most likely will not see that movie here's a big question for you because it's a big mm-hmm. debate in my household right now do you prefer the original animated how the grinch stole christmas or the live action Jim Carrey How the Grinch Stole Christmas. They're yes.
1: both so wonderful it's... in so many different ways. First of all, no, let's talk about let's talk about all the right. animated Grinch right, let's, because let's we talked about this. how yeah. we wanted to try to show some of these classic Christmas things to our kiddos. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. and you tried with the Charlie Brown, but the Charlie Brown Christmas yeah. is actually kind yeah. of boring, you know. If you, when you're yeah, two for me, or three, for me yeah. things like that, yeah, but um, I like it. But yeah. the how the Grinch stole Christmas, that classic animation with that narration, okay. I, that is so songs, that is so good. And songs. I read that book to her, you know, during this time of year. I read the book How the Grinch yeah. Stole Christmas with her. And I base so much of it off of the narration of that cartoon. Yeah. It's so fun the, to read it like, like they do in there. So good. And but the, for uh, me,
2: Phil, it's, it's the music. It's the music. Thurl the Ravencroft. Love. Thurl love Ravencroft.
1: It. The greatest yeah. name anyone on this planet it's, has ever had. Absolutely. And he had absolutely. a voice like that. Yeah. And no one credited him. Everyone yeah. thinks it's Boris Karloff cuz Boris exactly. Karloff's doing the narration. Exactly. But it was Thurl Ravenscroft doing that yeah. singing, that beautiful singing. And yeah. Dr. Seuss went out of his way to like make sure people knew knew about Thurl yeah. Ravenscroft after that, which yeah. is very very good of him I think to do. I love the live action one first of all. Yeah. Jim Carrey just add his like primal chaotic best. Yes. So yeah. much good stuff. I love mm-hmm. like the like the little trivia that once you know what happened during the shot and you you get a better sense of Jim Carrey, how he is as a performer, you yeah. know, when he's like going around, he's sort of wrecking his place and he pulls that tablecloth off the table and everything on the table stays on the yeah. original shot was supposed to be him doing that and knocking everything down, but he did the trick successfully. Mm-hmm. So then he just came back and just knocked everything down by hand. Yeah, uh, instead of resetting. And that's, the, Which that's the shot they went with. So his energy yeah. was perfect. He nearly cracked going into all that makeup though. Like oh, yeah. apparently he had to talk to a marine who specializes in therapy for people who go through torture in really? order to in order to get through wearing all that Grinch makeup all the time. But then if you look at that him, if you, like terrible. I watched a video of him recently where he like curled his actual face. Yeah, I don't know how yeah. how he has that when, kind of musculature in his face. It's exactly. incredible. As much as that makeup, that beautiful makeup is on there, all of the movement, all of all mm-hmm. of that is him. And so his yep. performance is just incredible that said there's a few things in the movie that i know will go over rebel's head but now they're hitting yeah. me and i'm like how did i not know that like when yeah, all the exactly. who's go to that christmas party and they're throwing their keys in the bowl
2: yes they're swinging uh-huh. i had no
1: fu- i had no idea absolutely every the who, who down swing. in whoville was banging Ville. each other
2: the tall and the small the tall That's and right. the
1: small had a big fuck for That's all right
2: exactly exactly <laughs> i fall on the side of like I love the animated. I love the original animated movie so much. And I love Jim Carrey. I think Jim Carrey is an incredibly talented actor. I've never gotten into the Grinch, is into his Grinch. I've just never gotten into it. Really? And, like, maybe I need to revisit it, but, like... But you've seen and, it. You've seen it more than once, probably, I've, right? I've I've seen it more than once, yeah. And and, I just,
1: and you still have that opinion, so... Yeah, interesting.
2: but it's the... But also, this goes back to the beginning of our conversation. I'm a little bit of a humbug. So now that I found the Christmas spirit with an almost three-year-old who is like actually interested in Christmas this year, I'm like, oh, maybe I should go back and rewatch this and see if if my opinion has now changed now that I am less of a humbug. A little less. A little less of a humbug, but still. A little less. Your
1: heart is opening
2: my... just slightly. What? We're going to fix this for you. Okay.
1: We're going to fix All this right. for you. All right hold yeah. on dylan hold on i'm gonna do some visuals <laughs> that only you can see you all know, right all only right. you can see these
0: do you have i'm no longer
1: i am no longer phil oh oh dylan i am now the ghost of christmas past oh i am Hello. here to help mend your heart dylan and help uh, you. bring Hello. the spirit of christmas back into your soul yes christmas christmas past christmas past uh, okay. yes Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. The the ghost of Christmas Past in Mm -hmm. that is the scariest fucking ghost in any movie I've ever seen. Absolutely. She terrifies me beyond reason.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. That is my, I I have worked on live productions of Christmas Carol numerous times. I think four now. You have to make the ghost of Christmas Past a little scary because all of them are scary. Forget that they are. Oh, but in in the original novel or novella, Crescent is scary. You thought he was scary in that? Oh, well, because he has two children that follow him around that live under his head. You're right. That is scary. But but the accoutrement, you know, so like... I
1: played the character in Klingon and I did that scene in Klingon. Yeah. And now I'm saying, oh, yeah, no, that was actually really freaky now that I think about
2: it. By the end, because he dies. He is dying by the end. He dies every Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's a that's a creepy thought. In a way, you just got to embrace the creepiness of the ghosts. That's my. So anyways, absolutely. But Christmas Carol, they do a great job with that. Wait, in Muppet Christmas Girl, they don't think that, did they have the
1: children in his? No,
2: they don't. Robes? Oh, no. From, there you go. From what I remember, they talked about it, but it was just too scary. I think more for... people
1: than, do you remember the Daily Show's old slogan? Wow. The Daily Show, where more Americans get their news than probably uh, yes. should. Yes. I feel like that's the situation with The Muppet Christmas Carol. That's where and most well, people just get their idea of the story absolutely. from. I bet you a significant number of people have not read the novella.
2: Oh, no. and Which, It's and, free and online.
1: Go, go online. It's totally and free. It's, it's awesome. It's, it's super really good short. Read. You got an e-reader? Yeah. Download it for free anywhere. Yeah. It's literally just one it of the is, millions of free books that you can have.
2: And <sighs> it is so short. I think that was the thing that always intimidated is like because Dickens is famously long winded. Yeah. And this is super short. (laughs) Yeah. Look at anything. Great Expectations is long. This is short, it's an easy read. It is just it's solid. It's great. I'm, you have not appreciated <laughs> Charles Dickens until you've heard him <laughs> in the original. In Klingon. Klingon. Yeah, that's true. After seeing you in that production, Phil, yeah, it's it's true. It gave me a new appreciation of that story and the universality of that story.
1: You know, my favorite decoration to put up every year is our wreath of con
2: ah yes and it's just it's
1: it's the same one that we've had for like i think eight years now and we just we have pictures of ricardo montaban as khan taped around it with a khan action figure taped to it yeah and every year up on the door yeah
2: yeah very nice yeah Yeah.
1: i haven't done much to heal your childhood trauma so now i'm the ghost of christmas present and come here man and know me better does mal Um, help
2: you trim the tree he he does and the thing with him and i think this is pretty common for most kids his age he's scared of santa in real life like he likes the idea of santa but as soon as he sees him terrified so you know Do you remember having any of those feelings and when you were a child encountering a santa from what my parents have told me, I did, but I I don't know. I I don't remember being scared of Santa, but I've been told that I was. Huh. So, what about yourself? Do you were you ever scared of Santa that you remember? Oh, I'm sure I threw a fit or something like that. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm
1: trying very hard. It, you know, Rebels almost four, and I'm trying very hard to remember because my memories start around age four. Yeah, and I think it's usually like a traumatic event can help start your long-term yeah, exactly. memory. Exactly. And when I was exactly. 4, that's when I slipped on that escalator and had my elbow ripped off through the floor. So uh, that's that's when my that's, most of my memory starts. That's your first, so I'm trying to like, remember what it was like to be her age and feel what she's feeling and stuff yeah, like that. And exactly. it's really it's really
2: hard. <laughs> I I was going to say like I have zero memories of, of two or three, for that matter. So
1: she went Christmas shopping with me today, and she helped me take the decorations out and put a few of them up oh, nice. and You know, that was real nice. And, you know, you got that to look forward to with Mal. So
2: there's oh, yeah.
1: the... okay, yeah. And now I'm... Dylan... Hold on. Hold yes. On. I'm going to turn off my light. You can't see this, listener, but Dylan can. Oh, boy.
2: Oh, no. Ah! There's I... a hooded figure of some i kind.
1: am the ghost of christmas future oh yes christmas dylan future. i'm here to tell you do yes. not invest in bitcoin it's not actually a real thing. I don't know how it caught on, but it's oh, everywhere no. now, and it, it just—it's—it's—it's it's awful. Look, okay, Dylan, I'm oh going to level God. with you. Okay, you all right, have to on me. Blade kill Blade on me. Santa Claus. All right, I don't have time what? to explain. The time machine is going to send me back any moment now. But if you don't kill Santa
2: wait, in the year wait, wait,
1: 2025, wait, wait. there's going to be.
2: <laughs> wow, Phil, I don't—I don't know if you saw that but but somehow the ghost of christmas future was came back in a in a time machine oh wow. i, I thought he was just magical crazy. but I, yeah but it's had no some idea sort of like... he
1: owes me like five bucks or
2: so what a. oh man Damn. sorry i should have asked for him yeah anyway are you yeah. feeling
1: a little better about christmas now dylan yeah i
2: am i am <laughs> i'm i'm a little less of a cringe. you there <laughs> phil what day is it today
1: oh today sir it's uh, it's november 26th sir the 17th ah, anniversary of my yes. mother's death
2: Ah, yes.
1: (laughs) Just wanted to bring it back down.
2: (laughs) All right, sir. Go down to the store and buy the biggest bird you can find. Oh, We'll celebrate. There you go. There you go. We got a happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Uh, Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is the one that I'll tell my family maybe don't listen to
2: maybe don't listen to this yeah yeah, yeah i fair. know i'm the one fair in enough. charge of yeah.
1: editing it and i could just <laughs> cut it out but you know what do you gotta lose yeah, yeah it's a bit yeah family bit.
2: connection <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's love fine. and respect for yeah, the people closest to you in your life yeah. you know nothing yeah, <laughs>
1: We want to say thank you to our kids, Mal and Rebel. We want to thank our wives, Amy and Michelle. We want to thank Kevin Alves and Big Talk Podcasts. And we want to thank Jason Moody for our theme song. Come back and catch us next time on.
0: Blah, blah, blah. Big talk.